is a part of my message, and it's the title of my message, and that is we're going somewhere. I want you to understand that we are going somewhere together as a church, as a family, as a community, that we are going somewhere. There is a purpose for what we are doing. There is a preparation that God is asking you to make, and he's inviting you to the direction that he is going. The very name of our church, New Movement, keeps us from staying still. It, it just in its name alone, it prevents us for being complacent. It prevents us for just going along to get along. Our very name, it pushes us that we are a part of a movement. And I don't know about you, but every single news story, every single tragedy, every single crisis that's happening nationally and globally, the world is crying out for a movement, a movement that Jesus is sending. I want you to know Jesus is not sitting up somewhere watching the world fall apart. He is actively engaged in this world, but he does it through his church. He does it through people. And as he prepares to return again, he is asking the work to pick the church to pick up the work that he has left for us to do. And so we don't run from crisis. We don't run from trouble. We don't run from political calamity. We engage it. We say there are people who are being marginalized. There are people who are being mistreated. There are girls who are being trafficked. There are people who are struggling with addiction. There are immigrants who are being mistreated at the border. And it's our role as a church to stand up and engage in the world. And so we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. There's something that we need to do. And I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm impressed by Jesus who, who teaches us something. I want you to turn to the book of uh, Mark. So that book has been on all of our hearts. And I think uh, Megan had mentioned the book of Mark. We wanted to study the book of Mark, but we're going to go to the book of Luke. I want you to look at the book of Mark and find over here in chapter 2, verse 13. Let's look at verse 13 together. Bible says, then Jesus went out to the lake shore again, and he taught the crowds that were coming to him. And as he walked along, he saw Levi's son of Alphaeus, Levi's son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Levi is actually Matthew. The book of Matthew, this is the same person. What's interesting in the Bible is it shows his struggle because his name, Levi, suggests that he was from the tribe of Levi. And the, in those days, in the, in the Hebrew culture, your tribe said something about you. And Levites were those who would be priests. My family would be in the tribe of Levi. But a tax collector and that day was considered a sinner. They hated him. They worked for the IRS. <laughs> they worked for ISIS, I, ICE, right? Like that, that's, that's what the, that was the feeling they had. So even in his struggle that he's named something righteous, but his occupation is something different. And so he calls him to the table. says, I need you. I'm going somewhere. I need you, Matthew. Later, the Bible says, Levi invited 
Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other, look at the word the Bible says, disreputable sinners. How many of you know some disreputable sinners? Okay, these are the sinners you don't bite over your house. You just, no, y'all can't eat in my house, right? These are the sinners you don't give money to, right? You don't take in public. These are disreputable sinners. It's a mixed bag. You got tax collectors. You got people that are just involved in all kind of stuff. And this is, this is Levi's world, right? This is the world he's coming from. And he's like, I want to invite y'all over to my house and invite Jesus. And I love it that Jesus is not uncomfortable with that invitation. She's like, I'll go. I'll hang with sinners. And so but the Bible says there were many kind, many people of this kind who are Jesus followers. So good news. You're in the right church. That was kind of a roast at the same time, right? <laughs> it was a roast. Okay. I'll keep going. <laughs> but when the teachers of the religious law who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? Mm, okay. When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people do not need a doctor. Right? Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are. Big difference. Because a lot of times you've been taught in church to think you're righteous or at least to pretend to be righteous. But the reality is, you know you're a sinner. Right? And Jesus says, I didn't come for those who are pretentious and high and mighty because those Pharisees were the people who were supposed to be teaching the people. The Pharisees were the ones who were supposed to be doing the right thing, but they weren't. Except, except that instead, they were critical, they were bitter, and they're criticized. Look at Jesus eating with all these nasty people. I'm like, how do you know who they are? How do you know they're nasty? Do you know them by name? I bet you do. What you been doing? In your closet. I know you'd invite her over here. How do you know her? Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Here's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is saying, I'm going somewhere. I've got a mission. I've got a job. I'm trying to do something. And I need to get some people on my team. The religious leaders, the Pharisees, guess what? They weren't the people. God says, I'm going to go pick some sinners I'm going to go pick some fishermen. I'm going to go pick some random people. I'm going to get some women. I'm going to get some uneducated folk. And I'm going to build a team. And it's going to be Team Jesus. And I'm going to tear this world upside down in three years. I'm going to change the course of history with people that people are not expecting to be called by me. One of my favorite books in the world is by John Collins, a book called Good to Great. How many of you ever heard of that book or read that book? It's a book about businesses who he's done research on how they take a company or organization from good to great. And one of his principles that he talks about is he's looking for people who have vision. And he wants to know what, what, what is the key? What is the secret? Here's one of the things he says in his books. 
He says, executives who ignited the transformations from good to great did not first figure out where to drive the bus. And I want to tell you this metaphor of the bus. I'm going to put a picture of the bus up for you. He says, they didn't figure out where to drive the bus and then get people to take it there. No. What he said is, they first got the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus and then figured out where to drive it. John Collins says companies or organizations that went from good to great, the first principle they had was to get the right people on the bus. The rest of the time I have As I kind of pivot our church and reset us to the direction that we're going, I want you to understand this principle, that you got to get the right people on the bus. Can we talk about it for a little bit? Because that's exactly what Jesus was doing. When Jesus set up a movement, he set up, he said, I've got to get the right people on the bus. I've got to get the right people on this bus because I'm taking this bus somewhere and I'm going to need to get the right people. I'm just not excited about having a bus. I'm not going to just put anybody who wants to get on and then figure it out. He says, no, I can't talk to these Pharisees. They're not ready. I'm going to go to the guy that everybody hates, nobody likes, because I see something in there. If they just spend a little bit of time with me, I can get them a part of the mission. So I want to talk about the bus today because that's what we're doing as a church. We are getting the right people on the bus. And before you start to analyze and critique yourself, let me just tell you what I'm talking about. There are people in this neighborhood. There are people in your families. There are people in your, that are close to you that are on the wrong bus. Can we just be honest? They're going the wrong direction. They don't know how they got on the bus. Some of them have been in the same bus going around over and over again. They're waiting for their stop, and the bus is taking them the wrong direction. And Jesus has said, I've launched a movement on the east side of Pasco that I need to get people on the bus. I've got purpose for them. I've got a job for them to do. And I need you to help them get on the bus. So I need a few volunteers today. I need six people. I need six people to help me out. Come on up. You're going to help me with my sermon today. Come on, there's one. Thank you. You might want to, if you want to, there's a, there's a way you can get up here or here. I got one. And when you come up, I'm going to give you a job. Come on, make it quick. There's one, two, three, four. I need one more. Come on, let me get a, let me get a man. Come on, let me get a man up here. Come on, I see you, brother. Thank you. Okay, come on up. All right, so I need you to sit here, here. I need you to sit here by yourself. I need you to sit there. I need you to sit in the front. I need you to sit next to her. Okay. Now, when I tell you, I want you to open this up, and I want you to show. Take that. 
I want you to show what it is when it's time. Okay? It's yours. There we go. Uh, oh, yeah. This is yours. And I need somebody from the, um, take this one. Wait a minute. I'm missing one. I need one more. I need somebody from the media team to bring me some headphones. I need one more person. I said five. I need six. Come on. Everybody looking around. There we go. Thank you. By the way, I'm not going to do it because I'm still mad at Chris for leaving in the first place. Say welcome home to Chris. Thank you. No, I'm not mad at you. Okay, sit right here, man. Okay. Right here in the back. Okay. Got you. Okay. I want to talk. You're going to need this. I want to help you today because some of you are not only on the wrong bus, but you got people, you got the wrong people in your bus. And I want to help you. What we're talking about, getting people on the right bus, not just applies to us as a church together, but it applies to your own life. Because every, like he said, every person, every organization needs to get people on the wrong, right, the right people on the bus. And some of you are struggling, you're stagnant, you're not moving because you've got the wrong passengers on the bus. So I want to talk about some passengers on this bus. We've all seen them before. Now, let me just tell you that I usually tell the guys to come up and play. I'm going to probably need about 10 minutes, but it's fine. I'm running late. Just blame the pastor. Okay. So I want to I start with this person right here. Open up. Because there's different kind of passengers on, a, on the bus. Turn it around. Who is that? Can you see that? Say it out loud. Sleepyhead. The sleepyhead. So I want you to sleep. Lean back and sleep. Hold it open so they can see you. This is the, this is the wrong person on the bus. Right? Go ahead. Fall asleep. You got to act out a little bit. Because when you're trying to go somewhere, all they want to do is sleep. Right? They're not paying attention. They're not contributing. They are just happy to be there, and that's it. They're expecting you to tell them when to wake up. They're expecting you to tell them when the stop is coming. Right? They're, they're taking up other people's space, right? Put, put your legs over there. Put your arm around there and stuff, right? Making, look, making people uncomfortable. Go ahead. Because what's more important to them, yeah, sleep on her, on her, on her shoulder. There you go. What's more important to them is their comfort. I know I'm preaching in here. I got to sit here. I have to park here. I want the songs to be like this. I want the lights. I don't like this series. I don't like that version of the Bible. I just want to be here and get to my destination. Can I just be honest? There's a lot of Adventists like this. Can I just blow the whistle? <laughs> Throw the flag. Like, you know, I'm just waiting for Jesus to come. I don't, I don't want to get involved with anything else. Just, I'm going to take my veggie links, and I'm just going to hide somewhere and wait for the Lord to come. I'm just going to be comfortable until he comes. Okay? Let's talk to this beautiful young lady right here. Show everybody what yours is. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. 
See what she's got? She's got noise-canceling headphones. Right? She doesn't want somebody kicking her seat. Right? She, don't, she doesn't want anybody stepping over her. She just, wants to, <laughs> she just wants to tune out the world. Got the wrong people on the bus. Won't take criticism. Won't take suggestions. Don't want to have a heart-to-heart. Won't forgive. Don't want to listen to what you have to say. Everything has to be their way. They're just never going to change. And they don't want to hear it. Got the wrong people on the bus, huh? It just may not be this bus. They can get on another bus, but not your bus. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. What do you have? This is my seat. No, put your put your. Uh, you, you've been you've been you've been on a plane with that guy, right? Right. You you know that you know that you you have to sit there, and he's got his bag. I forgot my bag. Can I borrow your purse, honey? Right. Got the bag on the seat. Right. Bag in the aisle. Like just making it uncomfortable, and just giving all right, giving off the message that you can't sit by me. I don't want to hear any crying babies, right? I don't want anybody who's going to be sitting too close to me. I'm just going to make sure that this is my seat. I don't want you to sit in my seat. Can you see how this is problematic? Because when you're trying to go somewhere, you've got to get the right people on the bus. So let's talk about the right people on the bus. You can put yours down. My man right here. Hold that up so everybody can see you. The planner. I love this kind. This is the right people on the bus. I love this kind of this kind of passenger. The planner. You know what the planner does? They go online, right? And they find out where they're going before they buy a ticket. They know <laughs> how long it's gonna take. They know if they're serving something on the on the vessel. They are planning. They're not just showing up and asking a hundred questions. They're not just showing up and bothering people. Where are we going? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? No, they've decided and made up ahead of time. This is the destination I'm going. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be with you. I'm ready for the long haul. As long as it takes, if there stops, I'm going to get to my destination. And I have chosen that a relationship with you or this vision that you're casting, I can be with, I can get alongside, and I'm going to plan my trip. That's the right people that you want on the bus. They've got their stuff charged, right? They've got money. You ever travel with somebody that's broke? I don't have time for this. It is the worst thing to travel with somebody who got no money. I'm just saying, it is painful. I can tell you a story about that. It's not a good story. Let's go right here. What do you have? Flexible. This is the person that doesn't mind getting out of their seat. This is the person that doesn't mind giving a little bit more. This is a person that doesn't mind moving to make someone else comfortable who has an issue. This is the person who says, I'm willing 
to do what needs to be done so that we can get to the destination. Flexible. Somebody back here. The healthy person. You know you get on a plane or a bus and somebody is sick as a dog, right? And then you turn it in this guy, right? I hope they're not sitting by me. Right. I don't want them talking to me the whole time. But you know what I love about the healthy person? They're not worried about getting sick. Their immune system is strong. See, you can't get, you can't get sick if you're strong. And sometimes we get on these buses and we're weak. And, and somebody breathes negativity on us, we got negativity. Somebody breathes criticism on us, we get uh, critical. They breathe laziness on us, we get lazy. Gossip, rumors, all those things. You got to get the right people on the bus. Here's, Here's what's interesting about this. It's because sometimes in your bus, here, can you move up one seat? Sometimes in your bus, there are people who need to get on the bus, but what do they have to do? They have to pass all the unhealthy people first in order to get to the back. And what we need to do as a church and what you need to do in your own life is say, I need you to get up and sit in the back. I need you to exit at the next stop. (laughs) I need you, if you don't change your attitude, to exit too. But we need to leave these seats open. Can you sit in the back too? So you guys pretend that you're getting off on the next stop. Thank you. There's a bus for you. It's just not this bus. This is your stop. Thank you so much. We are so glad to have you with us. So then now, when the people who need to get on the bus, they don't have to fight anybody. They don't have to step over anybody. They have an easy place for them to sit and be comfortable. There's one more person that I want to close with. I don't have another chair. That's okay. Somebody grab me a chair real quick. I forgot a chair. I want to talk about the driver. Because every bus has a driver. Every bus has a driver. Here's the thing about the driver. The driver is responsible for the people on the bus. The driver or the pilot has to make sure that the vessel is in working order. There are so many things that the driver has to worry about. Has to worry about the tires. Has to worry about the gas. And while everybody's sleeping, what does the driver have to do? Stay awake. The driver has to make sure that everybody on the bus is safe because the driver is responsible for the people. What the driver is responsible for is of the utmost importance. There are other things in the bus that are important, but it's not the driver's responsibility. And if the driver is distracted by someone asking for paper towels, if the driver is being burdened, With someone having to handle an issue on the bus, it slows down the progress. It hinders the trip. 
And I'm just telling you, as a pastor, my, this is my seat. And I'm responsible for people. But you are responsible for getting people on the bus. And you are responsible for the people on the bus. Because I'm driving the bus. And I'm making sure that the gas is in the bus. And I'm making sure that the temperature and the climate is right. And I'm making sure that everything is working. And I'm making sure that everybody has what they need to have. But inside the bus, there needs to be people taking care of the people. Inside, they need to be room so that when it's time for people to get on the bus, they are comfortable and they are ready to ride. Here's the thing I know. I'm not the only driver in the room. Everybody in here is driving a bus. Everybody in here is driving a bus. Here's the thing. You have let your tires go bald. You are running out of gas. Your bus is not working because you are constantly fighting with people that shouldn't be on your bus. You are constantly fighting and dealing with things that are not your responsibility. And you're letting everything else neglected. Husband, it's your job to cover your family, to make sure your kids are loved, to make sure your wife is loved. Nobody else is going to do that. But you, you take care of the bus. You take care of the tires. You make sure there's gas in the tank. You make sure you know where this family is going. You make sure these bills are paid. That's your job. Your family can be safe with you. Mother, that's your job. For you to make sure your child knows what they're supposed to do. Knows who the Lord is. It's your job to cover them. Everybody's got a bus. They got to drive. Everybody's got a destination that they're going to. You're either going to the wrong place or you got the wrong people on the bus. And Jesus is saying this to some of us. Look here, because here's the truth. I might be in this seat sometimes, but there is a pilot of this church. There is a bus driver of this church, and it's my job to do what the driver tells me to do. And I made the decision a long time ago to say, Jesus, take the wheel. But while Jesus is driving, I'm not sitting here chilling. Jesus is driving. We can trust him. But I'm saying at some point, we move from passenger to helping people get on the bus to driving the bus. And Jesus is saying, all I need is an opportunity for you to surrender the seat for a little while and help me help other people see. Can I see your ticket? Okay, this, this bus is going to success and your negative attitude. You, you don't have your ticket punched for that. So you're going to have to get off on the next stop. You've been back here. You have been quiet. You have been patient. You have been faithful. And nobody knows what's inside of you. And I'm going to elevate you because I need you on my bus. Levi, I need you. Jazzy, I need you. 
to help other people. You, your ticket says you're getting off in two stops. And it's not going to be a bad thing. It's just going to be the best thing for you. Because we've taken you as far as we can take you. But God has a different level for you. And so what I want to tell you today is that we're going somewhere. The question is, where are you going? Where are you going? You've all been invited, at least in this context as a family, to join a movement. And we're going somewhere. Here's the thing. Some people are going to get off the bus. And that's okay. But there are other people who need to get on the bus. And what we are doing is making room because we believe there is a harvest that is plenty. We believe there are people who are going down the wrong road and they need someone to pull up on them and say, guess what? I came to pick you up. This bus is taking you to purity. This bus is taking you to sobriety. This bus is taking you to a healthy marriage. This bus is taking you to a college degree. This bus is taking you to home ownership. This bus is taking you to being a career. This bus is taking you to an entrepreneurship. This bus is taking you to heaven. And we pulled up to let you know that we're ready for you to get on the bus. So let's get on the right bus because we're going somewhere. I'm tired of staying in the same place. I'm ready to see everything that God has for me and for this church and for you. So I want to pray for you this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We serve a God who's so faithful, who cares about us who is wise enough to know when a few tires need to blow out and give us an opportunity to assess, are we going the right direction? For some of you today, God is showing you, I was headed in the wrong direction. I was make, about to make the worst decision I could ever make in my life. And today, you are speaking to me, God. You are telling me. You are intervening right now. You are answering my prayer. You are answering my questions. You are making it clear to me that I need to get on the right bus. And I need to get you in the driver's seat. And I need you to take care of what I need you to take care of. And so some of you today are saying, God, I'm surrendering right now. I'm taking off my seatbelt. I'm stepping out of the driver's seat. And I'm saying, God, I need you to be here. And so for some of you who are making that decision, whatever decision it is, I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you. Would you be so bold as I get ready to pray to just lift your hand in the air and say, God, that's me. Nobody's looking at you. You're saying, I've heard from you, God, today. I'm making a decision. God bless you. I see you. I'm doing something different. I'm surrendering. Let me pray for you today. Father God, there are hands lifted in the air. They're not ashamed. They're saying, God, I've been on the wrong bus or or this bus that I'm driving is broken down. I need you. And so today we surrender to your leadership. We surrender to your direction. We surrender to you. And I pray today you will bless them. And whatever decision they're making today, I pray that you will help them to know that you are with them. Lord, I pray for this church for new movement as we pivot next week, as we begin to reach out to our community and our friends and our family, as we begin to serve, I pray that today we will decide to be good passengers, that we will decide to make room for people who are ready to get on the bus. 
And may you lead us. May you stretch us. May you grow us. May we sacrifice, give you all that we have so that when we get to the destination, when we get there, we'll be able to rejoice and celebrate and hear your words. Well done. Thank you so much for being on my team. And we praise you and we honor you because you know we know that you've heard every prayer that was prayed today. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we say amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate what God, I said let's celebrate that people are going to get on the right bus. Let's celebrate that people are making the best decision of their life. Let's celebrate that God's not done with us. He's not done with you. And that we're going to go forward stronger, faster, and better. God bless you. Thank you so much for being part of the message today.